0: Oh Robert. yeah!
1: Yeah! <laughs> Just like Cooley, man. Sorry, oh, I couldn't yeah. do this. <laughs> Oh, it's those darn Turtle Flakes podcasters! Vernon, go go go! Get them! Go 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 go!
0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Turtle fans. We have another special episode of Turtle Flakes. Uh, I'll be your host, Joshua Witt, and my co-host is Rob Luther. How you doing, Rob? Pretty good, Josh. How are you, man? I'm doing great. It's a snowy Monday evening here in uh, in Michigan. How about you? Oh, no, what, you got snow over there? Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, see, we got a, we got a little bit of dusting. We actually had a three-hour delay uh, at my work and stuff, so uh, that was kind of nice. I got to sleep in a little bit. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll take it, man. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's been, uh, it's definitely been a cold one, but uh, that's okay. Uh, A little bit of Ninja Turtles will warm us up, man. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Hot tea? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hot tea. (laughs) First of all, I guess we should talk about the Jim Lawson interview, man.
0: Yeah, I got to say, that was awesome. I was completely blown away by that interview. How about you?
1: Oh, me too. Me too. Talk about a nice guy. I mean, you know, we've been fortunate enough to talk to some really nice, like humble people that have been so generous with their information, so laid back and so informative and funny. You know, I just, it was another blast. It was another very, very fun interview to do and uh, Jim if you're listening I, I don't know why you would be but <laughs> if, if you are we really appreciate it had a blast man that was so fun and for those of you who haven't heard our interview yet uh, pause this podcast and go back to the other one uh, go check that one out first and then come back because we're going to be talking about one of his comic books today and then also it's kind of nice because he explains a little bit of why he wrote the comic book we're going to be focusing on today so, so great great interview do you have time for a flashback? Why not? Um, I couldn't find anything on this specific day for, uh, this week in Ninja Turtle history. What I normally do is this day in Ninja Turtle history. Well, I couldn't find anything there, so I just changed it to this week in Ninja Turtle history. And apparently, Secret Origins Part 3 of the 2003 TMNT cartoon aired, I think January 24... No, I'm sorry, January 31st of 2003. This was in the second season of Episode 8. And Shredder, Baxter, the Purple Dragons, and the Utroms attack the Turtles in this episode. So the Turtles had it pretty rough.
0: Yeah, sounds uh, a little tough on that one. Y-
1: yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if they made it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I hope yeah. they did. So, well, if anyone was going to be lost, who do you think it would be?
1: Uh, oh gosh, you mean like who's the weakest link? Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, I don't know. Baxter's kind of a wuss. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he just sends his mouse, and he kind of sits back. And the Nickelodeon show really makes him look like a wuss.
0: Yeah, it really does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's kind of like Steve Urkel or something in that yeah. one with the glasses.
1: <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, apparently that was in 2003, so it's hard to believe that was 11 years ago already. I know. This blows my mind, man. Where's the That's time crazy.
0: bill? I don't know. Jeez. Oof.
1: So, Josh, man, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done a regular episode. So let me ask you, man, have you gotten any turtle pickups lately?
0: Um, not much other than I did pick up the uh, the Rise of the Turtles DVD for the 2012 cartoon series.
1: Very nice.
0: Um, so that's, uh, it's a collection of several of the episodes, uh, the first couple of episodes from the 2012 series, so uh, looking forward to, uh, to checking these out. I've watched some of them before, but um, it's nice to have the DVD.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was kind of hoping that they would do like a, you know, have all the episodes on one DVD. And they'll probably do that eventually, but uh, I've got the same one now, and I think I've got uh, the second half, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah. Betw- between the two, is that all of
0: them from the first season? I don't think it is because uh, I was I was holding off on buying this as well because I want to make sure that I get them all. But uh, I think I think they just piece, all. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think they piece parted it. There might be some missing, so uh, I'm sure once they release a full season, I'll be picking that up as well. Mm-hmm. Um but it's kind of neat, you know this has uh it's six making of animatics uh the theme song karaoke music video which I'm definitely what? digging that. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to we're going to have to bust that out. Wait,
1: wait, wait. So it has the music and uh, we see, we can sing along to the rap song?
0: Yeah. <gasps>
1: Josh, yeah. we got to do that.
0: We're, yeah, we're going to break it down. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know any of the verses yet? Um let's see uh
1: Leonardo's see. the leader in blue something
0: does anything he needs to get his uh ninjas through? Through? Ninja through yeah oh
1: okay okay yeah yeah and uh, that's all i got
0: uh rafael's got the most attitude on the team
1: dotello is a fellow who's good machines
0: yeah see <laughs> um uh mikey all, all i got's party dude which yeah is the wrong...
1: that's the 87 yeah. series yeah. yeah that's all i got too yeah <laughs> yeah well what i'll tell you what next by the next show we need to wrap like i'll, I'll wrap one line you wrap the other how about that All right. And then we will lose all of our listeners.
0: You know, we could do the rap rap.
1: Oh, I take a lot of pride (laughs) when I put a gift inside of the rap rap. (laughs) Rap rap. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, guys. Guys, now listen. If you listen to our Christmas episode, we just want to apologize again. Uh, We had no idea that it was going to be that bad. And I had no idea it was going to be a musical.
0: You know and, and I'm sorry that I forgot to get a gift for Splinter. Uh, got to get a get a gift, got to get
1: a gift, got to get a, gotta give, gotta <laughs> get a <laughs> gift for
0: Splinter. <laughs> it's uh, it's like a virus in your brain, man. You can't oh. get it out. Yeah. Yeah, if you haven't watched it, don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you're absolutely curious, then godspeed, but uh, oh gosh, it was it was brutal.
0: You're going to need like a neuralizer from the Men in Black to, to flash your memory back <laughs> to try to forget it. If That's anyone true. has one, I'd like to borrow it.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too.
0: Uh, so, did you get anything else, my friend? Uh, I don't think so. Other than, um, no, I think it's just the DVD. I did. Uh, I did print up some labels for our uh, promotional turtle cards. Ooh. So it now has our website on it, uh, mm-hmm. and it has one of those. Uh, one of those. What are those called? The Q codes, QR codes.
1: Yeah. So yeah. you could
0: scan it; it'll take you to our website. Uh, I've sent oh, out nice. a couple of packs of people who didn't receive them. If you're still waiting on a pack of turtle cards, I think I caught everybody, but mm-hmm. if you are waiting for a pack, let me know, and if you haven't got one, just shoot us an email with your address, and I'll be happy to send one your way.
1: Yes, and a big thank you to you, Josh. As a matter of fact, yesterday uh, I got a whole bunch of packs of turtle cards from you, so I really appreciate that, man.
0: Sure, yeah, yeah, they should have the labels on them, and they should be ready to go.
1: Oh, no, they got the, the labels on these, too?
0: Yeah, yeah, Ooh. if you open them up on the back where you go to open it, mm-hmm. it's got the label right there.
1: Oh, nice, crafty, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Well, I'll have to take a look at those. And, uh, you know, uh, like Josh said, if, if for some reason we didn't, get, we didn't send you one, it's just because we just, it was an accident. So just send us an email or something like that, and we would be happy to send you a pack. We've got a million of them.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, for me, I didn't get a whole lot in the last couple of weeks. I've been kind of broke for a while. See, the, the way uh, my work goes is, you know, right around December, we get paid uh, right before, like, our Christmas vacation. And that paycheck's supposed to last us from mid-December all the way to the end of January. So I still haven't gotten paid, uh, and I probably won't get paid till this Friday. So it's been very slim pickings, but I did get a couple of things. I got um, a couple of micro-series comic books. I got the uh, Fugitoid and Shredder comic, and I've read the Fugitoid one. It was very good, very good. I got a couple of the IDW issues. I got issues 28 and 29. And then I also got the Kevin Eastman cover gallery, which looks awesome. Uh, it, it, there's no dialogue or anything. But it's just all of his artwork. And I think it's like a 30 page spread. It's pretty cool. Not oh, bad. man. Where'd oh, you get man. that? Uh, it, was, it was at this comic book store um, near my uh, home in North Carolina. It's uh, in Silva, North Carolina. Um, it's this place called Fandemonium Comics and Collectibles uh, in Silver, North Carolina. And they also have a Facebook page at slash Fandemonium Comics. And yeah, just I got on their mailing list and everything. Uh, nothing but Turtle stuff, their color classics uh their idw series their new animated series and their micro series so any, anytime there's something new that comes out they give me a call so very nice people over there and if you happen to be in the western north Carolina region uh give them a give them a look they're an awesome
0: store wow that is awesome you yeah. know i did i did actually have it wasn't exactly a pickup but um my my family still lives in ohio and well, we go to visit from time to time and the last time we went in, uh, in the bedroom, you know, my my my, wife, my mom sets it up so my wife and I can stay there. <laughs> and she had uh, a comic for for Stacy. She had a Batman comic for her because Stacy nice. loves Batman. Really? Yeah. And she had a Turtles comic for me. <gasps> Nice. It was really cool. So yeah, um, which one it was? It was the Splinter issue of the new IDW series, the micro, uh, the mini series for oh, Heroes. You got the splinter, we want.
1: Yeah. You got the we want? oh jeez.
0: And it was really cool because uh, I think I had had it already, but I hadn't read it. And uh, she got me a cover that I didn't have, so I have an alternate cover now. And uh, you was going to me? I was going to read them. <laughs> 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 was gonna read them all in order, but I couldn't resist while it was there. So uh, yeah, it, it is a really good issue. Really? Yeah, oh, it's a great man. one.
1: Is there any uh, surprise in it? You know, is, is it like his backstory and everything? Or
0: yeah, it's it's sort of his backstory. It's a story from his past, and it's uh, a story that I don't. It may be similar to some things that I've heard previously, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, it it was a new sort of a new take on uh, a new story for Splinter. So I liked it a lot. Ooh. You get you get to learn more about his character.
1: Sweet, sweet. Well, I guess before we get to the turtle news, I, there's a couple shout-outs we want to give. Um, the first one I want to give is to What the Shell podcast. Uh, I've talked to Chris Finn a couple times in the last couple weeks. Uh, they have a high quality, uh, family friendly Ninja Turtles podcast over there. Um, just, just They're on iTunes. They're on, uh, I don't know if they're on Podomatic.
0: They have a website. It's uh, whattheshell.podbean.com.
1: Okay, Podbean. Okay, so they're on there. You know, just just quality show. I love their podcast. And if you haven't listened to them, definitely give them a try. And, and another one um, that I've just recently discovered is Sewer Sirens Podcast. They are on iTunes as well. Uh, seem like a very high-quality show, so uh, give them a listen as well.
0: And their web address is uh, Sewer Sirens Podcast at podbean – or, sorry, Sewer Sirens Podcast dot podbean dot com.
1: Man, you are an encyclopedia, Josh.
0: <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, very and, nice. Nice. Uh, and our, our good friend, Jim Lawson, like we said, uh, we really want to thank him for giving us the interview. And mm-hmm. uh, his website is jimlawsonart.com.
1: And and another, and one last guy we want to definitely give a huge shout-out to is Mark Pellegrini, who does uh, TMNT Entity. Basically, he reviews all of the Mirage comics, the Image comics, the uh, new series, the IDW series, the new animated series, micro-series. I mean, this guy's written about everything uh, and and all the cartoons so far that I've seen. Um, just a very, very talented writer, knows a lot about the Ninja Turtles. Uh, if you've not read his stuff, you can find his blog at uh, tmntentity.blogspot.com. So check him out.
0: And I, I just wanted to say thanks to uh, Brian Rapolo. Yeah, hey, I, I like that writing? guy. Yeah. I'm honestly, every time I go to our website, I'm so proud to see it. He's done an absolutely wonderful job on it. Um, if you guys haven't been on there, check it out. There's other podcasts that Rob and I and other people are on. Um, we've got some retro gaming podcasts. Mm-hmm. Basically, anything retro that's fun and cool will be on there. And we've got forums, so we encourage you to go on there, uh, log into the message boards, and say what's up.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, a big shout-out to Brian. Uh, the, the site looks awesome. It's kind of a blend between, you know, all things retro, you know, a little bit of video games in there. Uh, but then there's also, the, the like, it's kind of fused with Ninja Turtles stuff as well. I mean, he just nailed it from the get-go. You know, while, while we're talking about that, if there's any podcasts out there that are family-friendly and they're retro podcasts, you know, maybe about, I don't know, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe or something, or about wrestling or something, you know, so long as it's not vulgar, it's, you know, kind of a family-friendly show and uh, you'd like us to share it, um, just just let us know. Send us an email at turtleflakespodcast at gmail.com or send us an email at the retro junkies at the retro junkies.com. I know that's a hard one to remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, we'll, we'll talk. Uh, we would love to share your show. Um, we just basically wanted to kind of build a family friendly community, and uh, I think we're getting there.
0: Absolutely, we got good variety, a lot of different shows, and yeah, it'll keep you entertained for hours and hours. <laughs> we hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, either that or uh, extremely bored for hours. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: <laughs> like, it's like, why would you waste your time at that point? <laughs> sweet, sweet. All right, Josh, shall we get into the turtle news, my friend? <laughs> Meanwhile, at the yeah. Channel Six headquarters. <laughs> Alright, well, there's uh, quite a few things, because it's been a while since Josh and I've uh, been uh, doing this, but first thing I'll start with is on January 2nd, the movie toys uh, that were supposed to be released. I guess Playmates was supposed to do those. On January 2nd, there we go, um, the movie toys were supposed to be released, and a few bloggers got to see the Playmates TMNT toys based on the live-action film. And it's kind of interesting, because they wrote a blog describing what what the figures look like, but uh, for some reason, they, the blog was removed a day later. Uh, I don't know if Playmates removed it. Uh, I don't know who removed it. Um, but yeah, I just happened to find that out. So uh, they're still kind of keeping the toys under wraps. But Josh sent me something that's kind of disturbing about that.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> I, I saw this on Facebook, and uh, I believe it may have been What the Shell podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're the ones I always see on Facebook. They've got, is, is it What the Shell? I can't remember now. I believe it's them anyway. Yeah, I uh, think so. On, yeah, on Facebook they had shared this, and I clicked the link. And what this is is apparently there's a, a company that's making Halloween costumes for Ninja Turtles, but based upon the movie that has yet to be released for, mm-hmm. uh, I believe it's I believe it's supposed to be this year. And so it's a picture of a kid wearing <laughs> what is supposed to be a Michelangelo costume. <laughs> I think. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm looking at ScreenRant.com, and uh, Mm -hmm. all you have to do is just, you know, search uh, Ninja Turtles Halloween costume 2014 or 2015, Mm -hmm. and it should come up. But uh, this thing, (coughs) it looks like a piece of work.
1: (laughs) That's a a nice way to put it. Uh, I... (laughs) Oh man, I don't know if this is what the turtles look like, or or even remotely like this. For one, you know, one thing that really confuses me is this kid that's wearing the costume on on the the vest, you know, or kind of where the where the tur- turtle shell is. There's like these straps that go across, and on the strap are some sunglasses. Because you remember when Michelangelo wore shades?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I chain. think it was, I think it was when they were looking for their new home in the dark sewers. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Very practical. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and then he's wearing like um, jeans. It looks like jeans, but then you see a little bit of like the turtle scale for the legs. and Then like looks like the other leg, the right leg, uh, has a bandage over it. Uh, I don't. It just looks awful to me. And uh, he's got
0: tennis shoes on. Oh yeah, he does. So I, I, is this uh. the Christmas special all over again? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> is it, turtle shoes? I, I don't know. I just. I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't do it.
1: You know, but I, I could have sworn that what the show said uh, something about, or they posted a picture of what the, the turtles might look like, and boy, it looks a lot better than this. So I'll, I'll just hope for that.
0: He's got a little bit of ink there on his uh, left arm. See that boy, on the he shoulder? Does. <laughs> yeah. So apparently the turtles have uh, tattoos, which, I, I mean, I don't know where that would go. Like, which tattoo artist knows how to tattoo on turtle skin? But Right, uh, right, yeah. yeah that's I- interesting. You know, maybe it's part of the complex plot of the movie, I don't know.
1: That's right. Hey, anything can happen in New York. That's right. <laughs> I'm sure they have Ninja Turtle uh, tattoo parlors. <laughs> 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 well, that, so that was the first thing. You know, Obviously, this blog was talking about the turtle toys, and then all of a sudden, for some reason, it was mysteriously pulled. So uh, we still don't know what the toys look like. Um, the TMNT Color Classics from IDW just released a reprint of TMNT Volume 1, Issue 15, on January 8th. And it's kind of a weird co- cover, from what I remember. Um, it's got a, a guy with an S on his suit with a cap, like a like almost like he's a Superman spoof. It's got this weird red lady with a Medusa hair or with Medusa hair fighting aliens with the turtles. And Casey's in this issue, so uh, there's a, there's kind of like a profile of him on the left. Uh, and apparently Peter Laird drew the cover. So I've never read this issue, but you can get it for about three bucks now. It's one of the Color Classics, issue 15. And the next thing is the TMNT New Animated Adventures Issue 7 was released. Stories by Brian Smith, art by Chad Thomas. The cover was by Dario Brizuela. I hope I said that right. And here's a little <laughs> summary of the uh, New Animated Series comic. It's a triple-date disaster as three different pairs of friends and enemies all make their way to one fateful night at the movies. Will Don impress April? Will Leo win Karai over? Will Raph and Mike stop arguing long enough to grab some snacks? These questions and more are answered in this crazy adventure. You can check that out. And the last thing for the comics is the Utram Empire issue number one is out as of Wednesday, January 22nd. Uh, so it just came out. The stories by Paul uh, Allure. The art's by Andy Kuhn. And the plot preview for this, it's uh, Intrigue and Betrayal abound on Burnout Island. This miniseries takes us to the Technodrome where Krang's plans to destroy Earth are ramping up. Uh, little does he know that Baxter Stockman plans to harness its power for himself. As the two villains scheme, one imprisoned robot holds the key to success. Fugitoid. So, um, that Utram Empire issue one is out. This is kind of older news, but we didn't get to cover this on the last episode. But apparently on December 31st, uh, a legend, you know, in, in the Ninja Turtle uh, community... James Avery, uh, passed away at the age of 68. So that was very, very sad news for, for Josh and I, for sure. I mean, you know, absolutely. I I mean, I, I grew up listening to Shredder and Crank Bicker all the time. And it's like, it's, it's so hard to believe that he's gone now. You know, there's, there's a piece of my childhood that, I mean, I'll always remember that, but it's still sad, you know?
0: You know, it's funny. I didn't even realize that it was him until, you know, recently, the last couple of years.
1: I was the same way. Yeah. I had no idea.
0: It's really um, kind of a credit to his acting ability.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, apparently he, he passed away from complications of open-heart surgery, You know, and he was an actor and a poet. Uh, and the funny thing is he grew up in Atlantic City, New Jersey, which I, I, uh, my aunt lived in Atlantic City, and I used to go there just about every other weekend uh, when, I, when I still lived up north. Uh, so I, I didn't know he was that local. He was a veteran. He served in the Navy during the Vietnam War, you know, let, let me ask you this, Josh. You know, did you have any favorite, uh, you know, James Avery memories, either whether he was Shredder or Uncle Phil or?
0: You know, since I didn't know that he was Shredder for a long time, I th- always thought of him as being Uncle Phil. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I always thought it was he, – he did an excellent job in the show of both being funny and sort of being a mentor uh, to uh, – The Fresh Prince.
1: Right. And I always loved how he always had, like, these evil schemes and stuff. Like, I loved when he got a little bit maniacal in the show.
0: Yeah. Oh, that was great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The Shades of the Shredder in uh, The Prince of (laughs) (laughs) Bel-Air. But, yeah, I just – it's just a tremendous loss. uh, Big, big part of our childhood. And uh, thank you for all the great memories. Um, As a matter of fact, uh, uh, I'll – i'll get my guitar here i want to just play josh if you don't mind bear with me man i'm just gonna play a f- couple verses of who could be better than shredder
0: <laughs> it seems appropriate go <laughs> All for right, it man.
1: man i might mess this up but uh this is for for you james Out of the early 90s, I watched a lot of TV. When I heard the word cowabunga, the rest was history. When it came to classic villains, there's only one guy to eat. Uh, that that's to you there's no one better than shredder
0: that's right (laughs) rob luther ladies and gentlemen yeah (laughs)
1: no way (laughs) um just just thank you james avery for for all the good memories so all right josh uh so i guess we should get into our toy of the week huh
0: sure uh before we do uh for those of you who are not aware there are ninja turtle legos which uh (gasps) i'm not sure if everyone knows but there are ninja turtle lego sets Actually, uh, I have a couple of keychains. Did you send that to me, Rob? Uh, Or was that Landon? I think either you or Landon. Somebody sent me one of the keychains. Did I? I don't know if I did that or not. I can't remember. It may have been Landon. I can't remember. But somebody sent me one of them, and uh, I thought it was really cool. And there just so happens to be a Lego store in the mall pretty close to me. Uh, which I didn't know that they had Lego stores, but apparently they do. I didn't either. Yeah, I didn't know until uh, I started working up this way. So anyway, at the Lego store, we spotted some Ninja Turtles Legos, and they actually have them at Target, and um, I think they have some at Walmart as well. But you can get uh, all four turtles, you can get all four turtles, April, Shredder. Uh, of course you've got to buy the different sets because, you know, that's how they roll with Lego, but right. <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool. They've got a lot of a lot of neat stuff. They have a uh, an attack Baxter robot. Oh no way. You can get Baxter Stockman and like this this huge robot and they've got the the turtle lair and they have a chase scene with the, the, the turtle wagon. And then they've got some kind of uh, shredder's dragon bike. It says, which oh, that's awesome. I'm guessing this is. I think these are based upon the new 2012 cartoon. And then uh, they also have this one seems to be a bargain to me for 12.99. You can get uh, Mikey and Krang and one of the foot soldiers, and it's like a little uh, a little prison for Mikey to be in, and a little <laughs> uh, it's like it looks like a spider bubble thing that Krang can go in. But
1: <laughs> it's, spider uh, bubbles, it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm
0: in but i mean that krang looks awesome so oh, i mean you get awesome. you get krang and mikey yeah, it's uh it's pretty cool
1: well see you know what i wonder about is you remember when star wars did the uh the uh, lego blu-ray uh feature on uh, luke
0: skywalker and han solo did you ever watch oh yeah that? um you know i haven't watched them i bought it though because it, it came the with the and everything. that's what it was called yeah i th- i bought a couple of the dvds but i haven't opened them yet
1: yeah, well, it's so good, and it's so funny, but it's still different from, say, um, the Clone Wars that's on TV now. Now, I wonder if, like, Lego would ever try to do something with Ninja Turtles, like maybe do a couple of their own special features, and, you know, how that would line up with the Ninja Turtle canon that we have today.
0: Oh, you know, man. there's a, there's actually a Lego movie coming out. It's <gasps> called uh, Lego the Movie, and it's coming out, the uh, let's see, February 8th. <gasps> And I don't know. Yeah, I saw there was previews in the movie theater, and I think there's some commercials on TV now. But uh, my wife and I are definitely going. It's got, <laughs> nice. uh, it's got a Lego Batman, and he's like one of the main characters. There's there's all kinds of different Lego characters, but it looks hilarious.
1: Oh, that's gonna be awesome. I, yeah. I'll have to take the, uh, my uh, my wife and my little brother in law. He loves that kind of stuff, so uh, I'll have to take him too.
0: Yeah, just uh, Google it. It's uh, Lego the movie. There's a video game tie in too that they're going to be doing. So. Sweet,
1: sweet. Yeah hey did she say pizza so you live in an antique store yep
0: pizza well, above actually well i was gonna give you guys a tour of the store
1: ready all right man i like, guess it's time to get into the toy of the week
0: toy of the week all right all right so
1: technically our toy we we actually have two today um and these were uh by one of our listeners who uh suggested this i want to say it was dominic Dan or Dominic, I mean, both have sent us emails before, but whoever came up with the topic, uh, I didn't even know they existed. Uh, But apparently, it's the Retro, Bebop, and Rocksteady figures from the new uh, Classic Collection. Um, So mine was the Retro Bebop figure. And let me try to find my notes here. I kind of went out of order when I wrote this. So mine was the Bebop uh, figure from the Classic Collection, and these just came out like a month ago. So first of all, the box art on the figure it's okay it's pretty good it's got um it's definitely retro it's got the old logo at the top with the classic uh collection in uh purple and green on the top right corner bebops in the front uh of kind of like he like he's bursting out of th- through a brick wall just like the old box art was oh um, yeah yeah <laughs> just like coolie man
0: sorry oh, could yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, so yeah he's busting through a wall he, he there's like plastic casing uh, surrounding him just like all the old figures and it's got Don and Mike on the bottom left and Leo and Raph on the bottom right of the plastic and Bebop's name obviously in the bottom center Um and kind of like a retro graffiti kinda of style now the, uh, the the front of the box art's okay but the back of the box art makes up for it I think it's even better because I was kinda worried I didn't see any old sketches like the old um, uh, box art for the old figures at the front you know how you see kind of sketches of each individual figure? Well, see, the sketches for these are on the back. Okay, yeah, the top of the, the back of the box art um, still has a brick wall with a logo at the top, but it says, and this is kind of weird, it says it was inspired by the original TMNT uh, series from 1988. Didn't the series start in 87? Am I you wrong know, on it's that? funny.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. It did the the cartoon series did. I think it might have been December of '87.
1: Okay, so it was uh, yeah. very very late '87. Okay, yeah. I understand that. Okay, um, yeah. So that's at the the top, and then in the middle of the back of the card has a cool little biography of Bebop and Rocksteady and the Turtles for some reason, and it's got a cool sketch of them fighting off the Turtles. But the, it's funny because they're fighting the Turtles, but the Turtles are smiling. You know, like they're not even taking Bebop and Rock City seriously. They're like, "Oh man, we're gonna beat you like we do every every time."
0: Well, Ra- <laughs> I guess Raph is grimacing a little bit, though.
1: And Bebop, you know, he kind of looks like a werewolf in the sketch. Are you Are you looking
0: at it right now? Yeah, yeah, I am. He kind of does.
1: He, he's he kind of got like a real hairy face. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought the sketches were really good. Uh, the design of the figure it's it's pretty cool. It's uh it's interesting that Bebop the Bebop figure is uh very very beefy, way beefier than the old Bebop figure. Um, so he's much bigger uh, and he's much more stylized than he was in the in the show and therefore it's kind of a different sculpt uh, or mold uh, than the original Bebop figure and you know that might be kind of a, it depends on how you look at it, whether that's a good thing or not. He's got big old teeth, his purple visor and glasses that, uh, and matching mohawk and the ring in front of his nose just like always, uh, he's still got the turtle shell shoulder pads, nice touch um, he's got the red vest that kind of pops and, and the bones and teeth uh, on his necklace. You know it kind of makes you wonder because Josh to my understanding is that was the clothes that they had on before they were mutated, right?
0: I believe so yeah.
1: so where did the where do the teeth and the uh, skulls come from?
0: Uh, I don't know maybe uh, mutants are accessories I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you know technically he was just a punk rocker on the street, right? Yeah and he, yeah, and they both were yeah, I mean where, where did punk rockers get their skulls? I, I don't no. know. I don't know. That's a good
0: question. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's something we'll never know.
0: Hot topic or something? I
1: yeah, think. probably. Yeah,
0: that's
1: <laughs> it. <laughs> and he's got a pair of blue jeans that help, or that are held up by a nice chain around his waist. And he's even sporting some red high top Reeboks. So nice. Yes.
0: <laughs> um Those look like the PF Flyers.
1: Yeah, they do. I know. Yeah, I'm you can run,
0: run faster and jump <laughs> higher. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, and, and one nice thing is the articulation on this figure. Uh, very good, I think. His head is it, it's somewhat lim- limited uh, side to side because what's weird about him is his head kind of comes out the, the front. It's not on top almost. It just comes to the front. So, you know, when you turn his head, it only goes a little bit left, a little bit right, and kind of stops. <clears throat> so that's a little hindered. Uh,
0: he doesn't have a neck. <laughs> he,
1: he doesn't. No, it just comes out of his chest. He's got ball joints at the shoulders and... Uh, The shell pads, they're kind of nice because they don't hinder the movement because they're a little bit flexible. So you can still, you know, use the ball joint, kind of, uh, he's very flexible in the arms. He's got double joints at the elbows, uh, swivel wrists, and hinge joints. No finger joints. His waist can swivel slightly right and left, and his legs have ball joints and uh, double joints in the knees, but no ankle joints, so that kind of limits the pose a little bit. Accessories, just kind of, there's not much. Um, he's, he's got that cool drill bit gun but it's not really painted it's just kind of like this um, generic grey mold look and he's got this the manhole cover that uh, has Bebop's name on it and it's got like foot pegs where you can actually stand him into that uh, cover but you know the, I liked the figure at first uh, but then I saw a side by side picture of this this new classic collection figure and the original Bebop figure and I gotta say, Josh, I, I, I like the original better. Um, I think the original's got a little bit more color. The articulation's not as good, probably. Well, obviously it's not as good. But it's just, I don't know, the, the colors on this just don't pop as much uh, than they did in the, in the old Bebop figure, so. I guess if I were to give it a rating, I'd probably give it like a seven and a half. The pros uh, being it's got really good articulation, but the cons, it's not as colorful as the original and it looks a bit different from the 80s version. Um, and I think that would kind of take a lot of uh, collectors back a little bit because, you know, if, if you're looking for a classic collection, you want something cl- as close to, you know, the originals as you can. And it just seems like since this mold's completely different, he looks he looks quite different from the cartoon Bebop. It doesn't look terrible, and I wouldn't mind having this figure, but it's, I don't know, it's just not the same to me. So, you know, I give it about a 7.5 in rating, and this figure goes for about $20 bucks, uh, boxed, on ebay you can find them or about 10 bucks loose uh on ebay as well so uh you know pretty good figure not bad i wouldn't mind having it
0: <laughs> i took a look at the Rocksteady figure and kind of like you uh i looked at the original 88 figure and mm-hmm. uh, versus this new inspired by the 88 figure and uh i gotta say i'm pretty impressed you know i think this new Rocksteady figure so basically he's uh he's a lot like the uh, the bebop figure, he's got artic- new articulations, so he can, you know, you could pose him a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, what really impressed me with it was the level of detail and the colors and the accessories that come with him. Uh, it it seems like they put a lot more effort into this one than they did the original '88 one. Which, hmm. you know, I, c- I can understand for people who want to collect the originals. If you're looking for uh, reproduction, that's really not what you're getting. It's not the same figure. So right. if that's what you're looking for, I mean. This isn't for you, but if uh, to me, this kind of makes me think of uh, if you know uh, if they were able to do back then what they could do today. You know what would he look like? And Good point. Uh, to Good me, point. yeah, to me, this kind of like that, to me when I see him uh, before looking at the eighty-eight figure because I haven't seen one in a while. Uh, I could obviously tell it was definitely supposed to be Rocksteady, and he resembled the uh, the likeness from the cartoon. But uh, to to get more specific, um, the original eighty-eight figure, uh, his head is bigger. To me, it doesn't look like it's quite as detailed. Uh, he's just got a black tank top on and some camouflage pants and, uh, and a belt. And then he comes with his accessories, which are a knife and a gun and a, a sewer manhole cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new figure, uh, it comes with a gun. He's got a grenade on his uh, chest. I don't know if that's actually removable or not. But he's also got an ammo belt going across his chest. Mm-hmm. So it's it's cool. He doesn't just have it on a tank top. He's also got he's kind of got an ensemble going on with the the grenade and the ammo belt right. and he's got a bandana around his arm. He's a little bit beefier too in this one, uh, like you were saying. And uh in in the original 88 figure, he had black shoes on. Uh, and in this one, he's got full-size combat boots, and you can kind of see the laces on the front. So, I kind of think they went all out on the detail on this, and uh, especially on his gun because uh, it looks like a—it almost looks like a saw, a squad automatic weapon or something. Oh, nice! From like Vietnam in the new figure, and it's got a bipod on it and a pistol grip. I mean, it looks—it looks pretty righteous. <laughs> um, so, I mean, overall, I'm pretty impressed. I like the color scheme better on this uh, on the new figure. He's, they kind of made him a lighter color. He's got more of a grimace on his face. It seems like there's more detail in his facial features. He looks more like a rhino to me than mm. the 88 figure. In uh, the, the 88 figure, the colors don't really pop to me. Um, yeah. So it's, it's kind of funny. It's sort of the opposite of what you had said it about is, your yeah, figure. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, if you had to pick between the two, uh, I'd go with Rocksteady.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I have seen both, and I think I agree with you. You know, I, I think the, the Rocksteady figure... Uh, out of the two, is is the slightly better one uh, because I saw side by side like you did uh, the original figure, Rock City figure, and the new one. And you're right; I think the new one does look better. It seems like the old one doesn't stand out as much, and the colors don't pop as much. So I agree with you.
0: Yeah, and it's funny when you're looking at the old one; it's hard to you can't really see his gun from the packaging, right? And I was like, does he come with one? I I can't tell. And then it, it yeah, they don't really prominently feature the gun like they do in the uh, the new. Classic collection series. And, I mean, they re- they put it right up front. And they're pretty proud of it, and it, uh, they should be because it's it's pretty detailed.
1: Yeah, nice. Does, it col- does the gun have a color in the new one?
0: Uh no, it's it's all gray. Yeah, okay, so it's yeah, it's just a new, harsh, generic. Yeah. yeah, But the but it's a pretty intricately detailed um, model. I mean, for uh, for an action figure gun, it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and the sculpts you know are pretty good. So uh, you know, it, it offers it offers something a little bit different. Purist, I guess I wanted the same exact thing. You know. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, guess, I can you know, understand
1: that. But, but really, I guess I could just buy an old figure. I, I guess maybe I'm a little bit biased there. Bottom line is, you know, you you hit the nail on the head. You know, if, if you're if you're wanting something exactly like the old ones, this, these aren't it. But these still offer something pretty cool, uh, and and it's a nice nod to the old ones.
0: Yeah, and I'm. Um Me, personally, I'm glad that they made these because I know that there are old 88 figures out there. If you really want to get them, you can get them. Right. And I like that they're bringing something new. And uh, quite frankly, I think better. Uh, It just looks better. I think it, it reminds me more of his character in the cartoon. Um, nice. now I, You know, my wife bought me all the the remakes of the original figures, which I haven't done a side-by-side comparison to the originals, but I'm almost positive. I mean, well, I have an old Shredder, and I have the new Shredder, and to me, they look like they're the exact same mold.
1: Right, right. See, that's the thing. Like, um, There must be a difference between the Toys R Us retro figures, the cl- um, classic collection figures, because I looked at the Turtles from the classic collection, and they don't look anything like the originals. Yeah, the original turtles, and I'm wondering, are these bigger figures? Are, are, oh, are they? that's okay. what I'm wondering. Like, I wonder if they're like enlarged a little bit. Uh, maybe that's why they look so different. Uh, because, like, I'm looking at one of mine from uh, Toys R Us right now. Uh, I'm looking at Leonardo, and he looks much, much smaller than the classic collection Leonardo that uh, was on the back of these boxes. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, you know, you can kind of see more like detail in their eyes and stuff. So, uh, those aren't the same figures or types of figures, but yet Playmates made both of them. So uh, I'm a little confused about that. But
0: hold on, two seconds. I'll be right back. I'm gonna oh. grab. I'm gonna grab the box for one of my uh, one of my new ones, mm-hmm. and I want to see if it says "inspired by." Oh yeah, or not. I'll be right back. Good idea. I've got a uh, beautiful Donatello figure, brand new, <laughs> sealed. That uh,
1: hey, very nice. Some
0: really cool guy sent me a class act. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so. This one says "Classic Collection," originally released in 1988. Not inspired by, and oh, okay. uh, I believe, I believe, yeah, it says. Um, oh, it, on the back. It says "original 1988 figures," and and looking at this Donatello, it, to me, it looks exactly like what I remember. So
1: exactly, yeah,
0: yeah. So, so you really have to pay attention to the packaging and see if it says "inspired by" or "originally released" or right. "original." Um, so. See,
1: I wonder, you know, if, if they were going to go with the exact remakes and stuff, why wasn't the box art exactly the same? You know, you know,
0: I agree with that, yeah, because the box art is different, and it would be really cool if they, if they would have done that. And I don't know if that was by choice, mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe they didn't have the original scans or whatever. That's true,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really close, and the box art looks it still looks great. But you still don't see those original sketches, you know. Like say yeah. the Donatello figure, you know. You know, I, I remember the old packaging. You could see like two or three pictures or sketches of Donatello on the front of the box art. Uh, you don't see that on on the the remakes,
0: right? But it is cool on the back. They they still have. They, it's almost like a comic strip where they talk about the story. I don't know yeah. if it's the same, but you know, uh, and that was cool. They got yeah. Shredder pouring the ooze down the sewer, which you know, <laughs> they kind of threw me, you right? Know,
1: but. He has nothing else to do with his uh, spare time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So what would you give your Rocksteady um, retro figure, uh, a rating of 1 to 10?
0: Hmm. Well, for me being someone who's not looking for the exact same figure, uh, looking for something that's classically inspired like this is, I would give this one an 8.5. Oh, very nice. Very yeah, nice. pretty Solid. high. I don't think they could have done too much better, other than maybe uh, if they could have colored the gun, like you were saying, that yeah. would have been cool. Uh, or if the front box art was different, you know, because the uh, the front uh, the front of the box art I really like. It's got the original turtles logo, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really feature a picture of Rocksteady like the original did, right? Um, which I don't think it would have been too terribly difficult to do. And the back of the um the back of the card, it's mm-hmm. the exact same as Rocksteady's, I believe. Yeah. So I mean with they. The they could have customized it a little bit more. But uh, other than that, I mean, it's it's really solid. Well, all right, I guess it's time to get into our comic review, huh? Yes. All right,
1: let's do it. Hello, Violators. You're in Casey's comic classroom. Prepare to be schooled. All right, guys. So it looks like this week we are going to be covering uh, Tales of the TMNT. This is volume two, by the way. This is issue number nine, which came out in the March of 2005. Alright, this one's called The Path and it was written and drawn by Jim Lawson, our main guy, our main man.
0: He is awesome. He is and that it was if guys, seriously, if you have not listened to the interview, pause it right now, go listen to it, because we actually uh we cover a little bit of detail about his uh the origins of this story and his mm-hmm. feelings on it. It's awesome.
1: Oh, and the cover uh was also done by Jim Lawson and Eric Talbot, so Um, This is pretty much a Lawson comic book, and Lawson, you know, just to kind of give a real quick background on him, he's the guy that, he started off with the original series, um, uh, the original Mirage series, Volume 1, and he was kind of, at first he started inking, and then he started penciling, and then I think by the end of the first volume, he started even writing a couple issues. He wrote the entire second volume, and most of the core guys weren't really involved in the third volume, But then um, he wrote a lot for the fourth volume. When they brought Tales of TMNT back, they would rotate a lot of the Turtles writers. You know, Peter Lair would do an issue. Eric Talbot would do an issue. Jim Lawson would do an issue. And they would kind of rotate over and over again. Well, this one's all Jim Lawson. This is one of the first ones that got me into the original Turtle comic books. Um, I happened to read this one first because the cover really caught my eye. You know, you have Michelangelo holding uh, his cat. And at the time, I didn't know the cat's name. But now I know it's it was Clunk and the cat's eyes are closed and I'm thinking I don't know, I already had kind of a sad feeling that it was it was gonna be a sad issue. So
0: You know, kinda of, it was kinda of funny you mentioned that because I couldn't tell that it was Michelangelo. I thought it was Raph. I couldn't it, tell. It, yeah,
1: well it kinda of looks like Donnie too. Like you look at the shade there under his hat, it's hard to tell.
0: Yeah, and on the top of the hat it almost looks red. You, oh, you yeah, really can't yeah. tell.
1: With that scarf, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good point. I didn't even think about that. It already kind of gives you the, the, this sad vibe right away. And I'm just a sucker for this kind of stuff. So this issue alone kind of – and I know I say it a lot. And I know I'm very repetitive. I've praised a lot of the comic books we've read very highly. This, this is it. This is my favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic that I've read so far. I haven't read all of them. Out of all the ones I've read so far, this is the one. Um, I'll just go ahead and say that. So, So, Josh, let's get into it, eh? All right. All right, let's do it. So, first thing you see is uh, Splinter, and it seems like he's kind of giving you a little bit of a a prelude before the story, Uh, and he says, Lonely warrior, your path is difficult. Should we strive to be as cold-hearted as your worst enemy, or our worst enemy? Like your mighty brothers, you too are a warrior, born and trained. You, though, are not as steely-edged as may be required. You follow your heart on a broken, curving road to uncertain destinations. Even so, there may still be a balance for you. Will you choose wisely? with compassion or will you think only of yourself we shall see let me tell you a story
0: i just want to say i really like i like this opening you know right away you've got splinter his head is kind of turned one way and he's looking at you with just one of his eyes Mm -hmm. so he's kind of he's kind of giving you like a what's up type look right (laughs) and in one hand he's got michelangelo's nunchucks Mm -hmm. and in the other hand it looks like a is it like a lily or something oh i didn't even notice that yeah Yeah, I didn't notice it my first time through, and then the second time through I saw it. And it's kind of, it's showing, you know, the sort of contrast between combat and love or peace. Oh, nice. It's foreshadowing. It's really cool. And uh, did you notice the the relic in the background there?
1: Uh, The TCRI? Yeah. Yeah, yep. There's a TCRI canister on the bookshelf. So already, you know, we see that he's obviously addressing somebody like Michelangelo because he's holding his nunchucks. He's not holding any other of the Turtles' weapons. So you see it's already kind of foreshadowing this is a Michelangelo issue. Uh, You see the title. It says The Path, and it looks like Splinter's meditating um, by a candle. And then all of a sudden his eyes open. And I don't know if he's thinking it or saying it, but he just says the one word, death. So he's got this premonition that something bad's going to happen.
0: Yeah, and as you follow the the pictures down, he seems like he's totally... Like Zen in the zone at peace, right. and then the next one, he almost looks like someone stuck him with a pin. He right. looks irritated, and then the next one where he says death, he looks like shocked.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's true. And you know, I wonder if he like thought it might have been the turtles themselves themselves that died. You know, maybe he didn't know exactly what was happening. So, so the next page, you see the turtles are kind of uh, relaxing in the uh, living room, and you know, already I kind of wonder because if this follows the Ninja Turtles from the Volume Four. Which came out around the same time. I mean, they were both releasing uh, these comics during the same time. Would that mean that these these turtles are older?
0: I would assume so. Me yeah. too,
1: me too. Okay, so adult mutant ninja turtles. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're, they're kind of relaxing in the living room, and it uh, looks like there's a Sega of Genesis, the bottom left... Um, I- I-
0: I knew you were gonna pick that up. Yeah, uh,
1: yep, that's a Model One right there.
0: <laughs> yep. I, I could just picture the, the high definition graphics being written on there. Blast processing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then you see kinda of clunk laying beside Michelangelo who's just kinda of sitting there on the couch and everything. And Michelangelo's kinda of depressed looking in this in um, at the very beginning of this
0: yeah he really is and i love this picture it's it's sort of zoomed out so you can see the entire apartment or whatever yeah. this is and you can see all four turtles you can see what they're doing and you just spend a couple of minutes just kind of looking at all the little details to see what's going on what the turtles are up to it's it's really cool and you know jim lawson did a great job on this there's lots of texture and i've noticed uh, just this time you had mentioned the sega if you look you can actually see the cords hooking it up to the back of the tv
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: I mean, it's really detailed. <laughs> that's detailed, I mean, yeah. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Mikey's sitting on the uh, couch, and Leo's like, hey, you know, uh, are you all right and stuff? Just kind of checking up on Mikey. And uh, Mikey's just kind of sitting there, um, just kind of minding his own business, He almost like he's depressed. And during this time, uh, it looks like Donatello's he's typing up on the computer. Apparently, Clunk gets up from the, the uh, where he was sitting on the towel, and he runs up to the windowsill, and apparently there's a hole in the screen. And Clunk runs out and jumps out through the screen, and Donatello's telling Mikey, like, "Mike, hey man, you better get your cat," and Mikey almost looks a little annoyed. He's like, oh, "All right, all right," but but then the sad thing is, so the cat runs out in the uh, into this alleyway, and he's and the cat sees this like crazy woman that's got all these cats like in a in a shopping buggy, and it looks like she's like collect like she's got a cat collection. <laughs> yes. So so, Clunk goes into the alleyway, and she runs The uh, Clunk runs into this uh, woman, and the woman kind of uh, starts sweet talking Clunk, and she kind of gets closer and closer, and brings you know her cat with the the bug or the buggy full of the cats and everything. And I guess the old woman scares Clunk once she goes to try to pick up, uh, goes to try to pick him up. So Clunk darts out into the street. There's this guy on his cell phone. And he's talking, he's kind of sidetracked, you know, he says, work sucked as usual, I'll be home in ten minutes, where are you? And then he goes, what the? And, uh, um, I guess as he's trying to swerve out of the way, he still hits Clunk. It looks like he was hit, like, from the very side of the car, so the guy tried his best to avoid him, but still hit him.
0: Clunk is kind of in the air, so it looks like Clunk kind of got caught by the car and kind of launched into the air.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Donatello's like, hey, did you hear that? And then uh, Raph's like, sounded like a car accident. And then, uh, so they all kind of huddle around the window where Clunk snuck out and you hear um, somebody from the, oh, okay, it's the driver and he says, and then the stupid cat ran out in front of me. I don't know. Who cares? My car is totaled. I already don't like that guy. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's a jerk.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then you kind of see Michelangelo and here's where I think Jim Lawson's artwork's so good because at the bottom of that page you kind of see Mikey already kind of looking sad and and um worried and you could see it in his eyes it's, it's so subtle what he does but you see it in his eyes you know how he's kind of like side turn looking out the window and he just whispers the word you barely see it clunk and you, you could
0: you could see uh, right next to him too Donatello
1: yeah also looking looks down dismayed, yeah so the guy who's in the street that's complaining about his total car uh, he sees the crazy lady and he's like hey hey you was that your cat look what he did to my car so he's shouting at the lady and he's, he's basically, you know, reaming around. He says, don't you go anywhere. My attorney's on the phone right now. But the old lady, she's just kind of fixed on Clunk, who's kind of uh, laying there in the street. And uh, poor Clunk's really suffering. You can kind of see it in, in his face. And the woman just kind of says, poor kitty, poor kitty. Kitty's broken. And she kind of repeats that over and over again in this issue. So she picks up Clunk. And the guy that totaled his cars, you know, he's getting really mad because she's leaving alright with clunk and all the other cats okay and then she says uh, and boy the artwork's so good here so she takes clunk and along with all the other cats and she says broken kitty must get to the river so uh, she knows where to take him okay so you know the turtles watched the the crazy lady take clunk and Raphael says geez Mikey that crazy bag lady took uh, clunk and they're like Mikey and Mikey's already got his clothes on he's he's sneaking out he and and he's like rushing to try to get him
0: it's interesting you know leonardo definitely looks very concerned
1: yeah almost like he already knows clunk's gone you know or clunk's dead
0: yeah and uh well i don't know about it's hard to read um it's hard to read donatello and Michael or uh, yeah, and yeah. raphael in that picture you can't really tell if they're hopeful or or what? It's almost like a blank expression on their faces. Right. Yeah,
1: but it's, but it's like Leo already knows, you know. Yeah, Leo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can see it. So um, it goes back to the lady who's got clunk, and she's like, "Must get to the river." She's about to say, "Fix Kitty." Michelangelo shows up, and he's like, "My cat. You have my cat. Give him to me." He's got this, you know, almost like sinister kind of look. Almost, yeah. almost like he's already in denial about what's happening.
0: He's, he's rocking the fedora and like this, yeah. <laughs> and he's got he's all wrapped up in like a cloak. And yeah, yeah he looks he looks like uh just kind of dashing and uh, kind of dark. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, very kind of sinister. Tape. It seems
0: out of character for Michelangelo. It
1: does. It does. And and the the woman right away she's like no no I, like she doesn't want to give it up. Kitty's broken. Uh, must get to the river. Must fix kitty. And then Mikey looks like he's gonna attack her. He's like I told you. So he charges the woman trying to get his cat back. And he's, like, and he's like, give him to me. And he knocks the woman over. And I think this is one of the saddest shots, you know, right here. So he grabs Clunk from the woman's hands. And he's like, oh, Clunk, no. How could this have happened? And he's just kind of huddled there in the corner under a streetlight holding his cat as it's dying in his arms. And the woman kind of sees that. And it's almost like the woman understands how much this cat meant to him. You know, like in an interfacial expression.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you, you could tell she kind of she starts to feel sorry for Michelangelo instead of scared of for him. Right, They're scared she, of him.
1: Right, and she's trying to kind of tell him, look, I, I might be able to help you. The the top of the next page, you see a great shot of Michelangelo looking down at Clunk, and there's a tear streaming down his face. And then the the ladies on the ground kind of huddled next to him, and she says, "Lily can fix Kitty. Lily knows Thomas." Uh, and and then uh, Michelangelo is like, "Well, can't you see that he's bleeding?" I- I've got to somehow get him to a vet! And the crazy lady goes, No vet. Vet no fix, kitty. Thomas fix kitty. You come quick, bring kitty. So, Michelangelo has no choice, you know, Clunk's dying in his arms, so he follows this- this crazy lady to some guy named Thomas. This is where the artwork's so good! So, they go to this, like, shantytown in the middle of New York, under- underneath one of these- one of, one bridge. You see this, like, old, rough-looking shack. You see like a goat in the in the yard it looks like.
0: Uh-huh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and just just so much detail. I mean, I could look at this picture for 20 minutes and not, you know, see everything.
0: It's funny. It it's to me it's it's a familiar picture. Like mm-hmm. you know exactly what's going on in this picture. You got a good idea of where it is. Yeah. It's original, but it's it's almost like it took a, a caricature of what would it look like for you know a shanty under a bridge? And this is exactly how you would picture it, right? Um, right. But yeah, like like you were saying, there's a ton of detail. Oh excellent yeah, excellent job on this.
1: Yeah, lots of like strewn tires and uh, cinder blocks, and and uh, <laughs> this just one random goat there. An old looks like an old wreck car on the left, and you just see like this fireplace that's smoking and everything. And you just see this very rough looking shack. But uh, so apparently this is where Thomas lives. The uh, the crazy lady she takes. Michelangelo to this this man. He's kind of uh, real tall looking. Uh, he comes out of the shack and he says, uh, "Hello, Lily. What have you brought me tonight?" And um, and Clunk. I mean, he's looking in really bad shape, and you kind of see Michelangelo's eyes kind of narrow, like he just doesn't doesn't believe this is gonna be good.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, the guy. He kind of looks like uh, the guy from Temple of Doom, the priest.
1: Yeah, he does. Karima! He does. That's,
0: that's what he looks like, He does. Right? I, I can see it, yeah.
1: He is kind of like a witch doctor. Yeah,
0: uh, that's what like voodoo witch doctor type. Yeah, like. yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and then uh, Michelangelo, he's holding Clunk in his arms and he, he talks to the man who comes out of the shack and he says, can you help me? And the man says, let me see him. And he says, relax, stranger. You are among friends here. So uh, he kind of real gingerly takes Clunk out of his arms, out of Michelangelo's arms, um, and he's looking down at the kitty with a lot of concern and then he kind of he says he's like this cat it's not long for him he has the mark of death upon him and then Michelangelo is kind of in denial and he says no i won't accept that isn't there anything you can do for him and they'll and the old man says there is a way a life for a life and this is where you know this is where it gets kind of this is where i think the whole theme or the whole i guess thing that splinter was trying to say at the beginning how you have to face these certain choices. This is where that kind of comes into play. And the old woman says, a life for a life? Like she doesn't understand. And then Michelangelo goes, you mean my life? And then the old man says, no, it must be an equal life, a comparable life. And then Mikey's like, so a cat then? He says, see, yes, bring me a cat. And, and then Michelangelo kind of turns to the, the lady, I guess her name's Lily. Mm-hmm. He says, Lily, Lily, please because yeah, she's got about 50 cats in her cart. <laughs> uh, and she's like, no, no, you can't have my kitties. Remy Campbell, and Ed are, are Lily's kitties. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lily. I I know. I'll be right back. So he goes back. Um, so he's running from the shack, the shantytown, uh, and he goes back to um, his apartment. He's, he's heading uh, near his apartment, um, and it's his cool shot of him running a, along the rooftops. Really cool shot. He's on his way, and do you know what he's on his way to?
0: You know, I'm assuming he's going to find another cat.
1: As a matter of fact, I, I forgot to mention at the beginning. There's uh, the reason why Michelangelo looked kind of uh, depressed at the very beginning. It's been a while since I've read this. What it was is he's not getting any sleep because Clunk's uh, been fighting this alley cat uh, uh, right down their their alley. So that's what he's doing. He's going to go back to that alley and sacrifice that cat that's been beaten up on Clunk so uh so that's what he's doing so he's trying to go back and do that however his conscience gets to him all right so he's like right on top of rooftop about halfway to uh his home and he goes what am i doing you know he's like this is insane what do i do and he's just kind of contemplating you know he just kind of watches his rat run by and and uh he just kind of gets this kind of real stoic look on on his
0: face and Yeah, so it flashes back and it says last week, and it's kind of Splinter taking Michelangelo under his wing, Mm -hmm. and he says, "I'll walk with me, Michelangelo. There's something I want to talk to you about. Uh, I have had a premonition, although its meaning is unclear. Nonetheless, I feel compelled to speak with you." He says, "What is it, Master?" He says, "I'm worried about you, Michelangelo. I am worried about your safety. The way the warrior has found acceptance and lives in your brothers, but for you, it is not so easy. I fear there is a weakness." that it represents a danger for you. You must learn to put aside emotion and simply act, for the battle is not out there. And he's kind of gesturing outward, and then he says, it will be waged here, and he tapped him, like, right where his heart would be. Right. So he's, you know, Splinter is just kind of pouring out his concern for his son about the way that he conducts himself as a warrior. And uh, to me, I kind of took that to mean, you know, that Michelangelo is... Always kind of softer, more lighthearted, right. and you know, he wouldn't he wouldn't take a life so easily as as the others.
1: I guess he's contemplating that as he's on that rooftop, you know, thinking, okay, well, you know, I, I have to kill that cat. I mean, that that's the only way to bring uh, Mike or uh, Clunk back. Uh, but then, you know, that's the whole point of what Splinter's saying. He's like, you know, that that's not the right choice, you know.
0: And it, and he continues on. So he says, the ones that we do battle with do not share this sense of morality. Uh, and he says, mm. what are you saying, Master? Should we be more like Raphael? And he says, I tell you with this with great hesitation and sadness, for what I see in you is a pureness beyond value. What I am asking of you is that you leave that behind, yet not forget it. Mm. Is that what you have done, Master? And he says, uh, one must be prepared to walk the one path as chosen, Michelangelo. I think, he, I think he's kind of saying that you can't always, you know, show too much mercy sometimes you have to be willing to take a life when when the time is right because you're a warrior because mm-hmm. you've chosen the life of a warrior
1: uh, so so anyways it goes back to the present time and you see the old lady she's taking care of her cats and and the old man's holding clunk who's dying in his arms and you see Michelangelo charging back with that cat uh, and he, and he says um you know he's like I'm back uh then he runs up to the old man who's holding clunk uh, and the old man says you have the sacrifice And Mikey's like, yes, here! And he kind of holds up this kind of mangy-looking cat. And um, Mikey goes, it's okay, I know this cat. It's been hanging out in the alley below where I live. Uh, And this is so sad. He's like, nobody loves it. Just look at it. Uh, And you just kind of see a close-up of the cat and everything. But even as Mikey says it on the next page, you can see it in his eyes. He can't do
0: it. He's kind of shocked that the words came out of his own mouth. Right,
1: right. That he—I mean, Michelangelo, the the most happy-go-lucky guy—he says, "Ah, come on, nobody could love that thing," you know. And he, he sees you see conviction in his eyes, and this is like Jim art. Uh, Jim Lawson's artwork is just—it's shining through because there's no dialogue in this one shot. It, it's just showing Michelangelo's face after he hel- uh, holds over the cat, or hands over the cat. You just see he can't do it. He's he hands over the cat to the uh, the old man. Uh, so the, the old man picks up the cat and then Michelangelo just kind of hangs his head and he goes, I, I can't do it. And then the, the old man goes, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, let her go. And this is the saddest part for me. Basically, as uh, Clunk is sit, sitting on the, um, the ground, uh, Michelangelo just kind of looks down on him. And it's so sad because you can see Clunk kind of looking up at him. But, you know, he's so weak, he can't even lift his head anymore. Yeah, and Michelangelo just goes, I'm sorry, Clunk. I'm so sorry. And he, go, and he just kind of holds Clunk in his arms, and he goes, goodbye, friend. And he just kind of carries Clunk with him. And the alley cat just ends up following him home. And this is an interesting part here. Uh, and this is a little bit of foreshadowing here. Because the, the old man says, it was not a comparable life.
0: You know, I think he was saying that the life of the cat that he brought wasn't comparable to clunks because you know he loved clunk like a person
1: oh good good interpretation
0: in that the other cat wasn't, you know, it wasn't comparable because that cat wasn't really significant to anybody, so it wasn't loved like a person. Oh, that's kind of the way well, I, I took good. it.
1: that's good. That, that's deep, man. Uh, cool, cool. I can't wait to talk about the end.
0: So uh, Michelangelo brought Clunk back, and he's passed away, and he's back at home, and Michelangelo says uh, he goes to Splinter and says, uh, Master, may I have a word with you? And he says, yes, come in uh, Michelangelo, sit down. Going back to the previous week, and uh, he's, he says, yeah, you know how we were talking last week when you told me to walk like a warrior, and uh, Splinter says, the path of the warrior. He says, yes, Master, forgive me, the path of the warrior. I have failed to do so. He said, I was unable to make a choice that I needed, that I wanted to make, to put motion aside, but in not making the choice, I lost a friend. Hmm. And uh, and Splinter says, uh, you are a lily on the riverbank, Michelangelo. And, hmm. and he kind of, yeah, and he just, there's an exclamation point above his head, and he says, how did you know? And, uh, lily on the, and then he explains, Lily on the riverbank is the most beautiful flower of all. The river's parting of the trees affords the most plentiful sunshine. It enjoys the richest soil, and it never wants for water. Yet if the river rises, the lily will be washed away. Now answer me this. Is the lily better off in the deep woods, safely within a crevice in a rock, or in the riverbank? And he says, I don't know, master. And then uh, Splinter says, I am not perfect, my son. Perhaps you walk two paths. And so, uh, so his, you know, um, Leo and Raf and Donnie come in and uh, so sorry for interrupting, master. Uh, maybe borrow Mikey. And Splinter says, uh, yes, the lesson is concluded. So, the you know, his brothers look kind of excited and they're like, come on. And Mikey goes, what's going on? And they're like, oh, you'll see. And they, they start walking outside. They take him outside and they show him that they found, uh, it looks like Clunks. I guess, mistress. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And had kittens. So, yeah. uh, and Donatello says, uh, I did a DNA test. They're clunks. That's pretty <sighs> awesome. And he says, the kittens had flea bags.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I never got that quote. You, you were talking about the comparable life thing. Yeah. Although, I, I, I love your answer and, and stuff. But also, it might he might have meant, you know, the, the, the alley cat was pregnant. So that was more than one life.
0: Oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah, you know, I that's why he could yeah. sacrifice it, yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: So, uh, but boy, your answer is really good, too. And, and, and so, you know, in Michelangelo choosing not to uh, give up this stray cat, you know, th- there was, like, all these little clunks, you know, that, that came from it. Um, almost like, you know, uh, almost like a flower, you know, springing forth from, you know, one seed. You know, all these, these different flowers. I, I don't know. And, and the, the coolest shot from um, the entire comic book is the very end. You see Michelangelo, um, you know, kind of in this alleyway with the turtles huddled around holding one of the kittens. And that's it. The end. And I'm thinking, my goodness, what an issue.
0: There wasn't a single foot soldier or purple dragon or anything. And it's really solid, like you were saying.
1: Oh, man. I, you know, just going through this, you know, because honestly, Josh, I wanted to wait. I mean, I'd read this, you know, three or four times in the past and stuff. I didn't actually read it in preparation for the show because I kind of wanted to just kind of go through it and to be new again. And man, there's a couple scenes just going back tonight and and, uh, reading that. I'm like, my goodness, you know, if if I wasn't on a podcast, maybe I'd shed a tear. (laughs) (laughs) Everything to me about this issue that that makes it great is the storytelling and, and, and the artwork. Um, I just think when you have that mold and it's just in sync, you know, the, the the artwork fits the sad atmosphere of this, the story's so good, it's got a great lesson in the end, um, man, just powerful stuff, powerful stuff. I,
0: I agree with you, and I think it's really interesting, you know, we really admire Jim Lawson, I think this is a perfect yeah. example of, of two things. Uh, number one, you can convey a story, and it doesn't really matter what what the theme you what you think the theme might be like for the turtles Mm -hmm. you're thinking it's about jokes and about action right Uh, and actually it's really talking more about life but the way that he uses the artwork i i really respect uh film and artwork with Mm -hmm. a little bit of dialogue the Mm -hmm. you know the fewer the dialogue the the less the dialogue the better sometimes because yeah they use the expressions and the artwork to say so much more than you could with dialogue
1: yeah, I agree. And you see that there there's there's like so many different panels in this comic, there is no dialogue at all. But you can tell from just the subtle um, you know, portrayal of, you know, the turtles' eyes or, you know like when Clunk's looking up at Michelangelo, you know, and he can't even move his head to look up, he's just kinda of looking out of the corner of his eye at Mikey, as Mikey's looking down at him. There's not one word spoken there. But it's right. so it's so powerful, man. I don't I don't know why that this this issue gets to me every time.
0: And honestly, looking through it, if, if this issue didn't have any dialogue, if you took out all of the word bubbles... It, it would still make sense. It would still make sense. Yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. I agree with that.
1: Yeah. And the funny thing is, we, we were, when we were talking to Jim in uh, the interview, he was looking through it. Because, uh, you know, we mentioned the path and everything. He's like, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. He's like, I might have gone a little bit overboard with the shading. And you and I immediately disagreed. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> we're <laughs> no, like, no, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's perfect.
1: I mean, I think the shading for this issue was perfect uh it's it's a dark issue uh but i think shading alone just tells a story um i don't know i just yeah, I,
0: uh, I, I think i said that shading and that texture is jim Lawson. it you is, know? It is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to me this comic book it's a perfect ten it has like you said it has nothing to do with shredder it has nothing to do with the utrams or you know any other mutants or anything like that it's just a heartfelt story that's the great thing about Tales of TMNT. If you kind of want to break from, you know, the the far-fetched, uh, you know, high-octane action, a lot of the TMNT stuff is more character-driven um, stuff, and I like that. I like that better. I, this is a perfect comic book to me. I admit that I have not read every single TMNT comic book. I haven't even read every single Jim Lawson comic book, so that's something to look forward to. But out of all the ones I've read, this is this is my favorite. This is this is my number one. So I give this a perfect ten.
0: I have to agree. I mean, for for a comic book, the thing I like about this the most is Mm -hmm. there are, you know, hundreds of different types of comic books. Even in the Turtles, there's hundreds of Turtles books. But this specific issue, it speaks to so much more than just, you know, combat and action. It speaks to the characters of the Turtles, the development, uh, you know, the relationship between the Turtles, between him and Splinter. Mm -hmm. And it, it brings something new and interesting. You know, for someone who doesn't even like the Ninja Turtles... I think if they read the story, they would like it. You I know, agree. it's they could take the turtles in a new direction. They could teach you lessons without combat, you know, without villains and they could still make it interesting, teach you something about the characters and something about life. And, uh, and like you said, the artwork is just mm. phenomenal. I mean, if you look at, like you were mentioning that last page, Yeah. look at how many lines there are
1: on right. the walls
0: and everything. It's just, it's so full of action and you know, it, it really just, it tells an amazing story I mean, it's, I mean it's, what else could you ask for in a comic book other than great artwork and great story? Mm-hmm. I mean...
1: I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And for those of you who might ne- not have read this, as a matter of fact, I posted a picture up on uh, our Facebook page right before we started recording this, and somebody said they, they'd never seen this comic before. Uh, for those of you who haven't read this, please find this. Um, it's You could uh, easily get it. It's not a very rare comic book at all. It's, it's just right in the middle of Volume 2 of The Tales of TMNT. I'm sure you could get it for a couple bucks online. Go to mycomicshop.com. If you're a Turtles fan, yo it to yourself to read this issue. I think this is perfect storytelling, um, and just give it, give it a, give it a, uh, a read through and email us or, or send us a message on Facebook. Tell us what you thought of it. You know, some people might not particularly think it's the greatest in the world, but I, I guarantee you, and there's not many people that are going to say it's a terrible comic. Just, just great stuff. So thank you, Jim Lawson, for writing that. That was good stuff.
0: Absolutely. Thanks, Jim.
1: Yeah, you're the man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, where are you going? Out to a movie. That okay with you?
1: Yeah. All right. So I guess it's time to get into our green screen. We're actually combining our green screen, where we're just gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about the episode uh, that we're covering, and we're just gonna watch it, and then we're gonna kind of review it at the very end. So I, I think it'll work out just fine. Cool. So what are we watching today, Josh?
0: We are watching Turtle Temper, all right, which is the uh, the third episode of the 2012 cartoon series. Let me get bust out my notes here.
1: Yeah, me too, me too. Uh, I don't have a release date for this, but it was like last year. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, uh, you know, last fall or something. So, um, and you can follow along with us. We're gonna click uh, play in five,
0: four, Four, three, three, two, two, one. one, click. So, Turtle Temper, I wonder which turtle this is going to be about.
1: Uh, Michelangelo.
0: Probably, you know, he's kind of a hothead. <laughs> yeah, he is.
1: <laughs> oh, there's that fat guy. Yep. Who turns out to be Spider Bites.
0: It, what's his name? Is that Louis C.K. or whatever? Louis C.K.? He's, he's, a, he's a comedian. The oh, oh really? voice? Yeah, the guy who does the voice this, is, a, is a comedian. The voice sounds familiar. Yeah, he was in that movie Accepted. He Louis plays, like, the, uh... The principal or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he does stand up. Yeah, he's pretty. Oh, clean. nice,
1: nice. So the turtles are up on the rooftop. I forget what they're looking for. Are they looking for the crank? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Say it. Raph's weapon up on Michelangelo, like always.
0: Yep. <laughs> Michelangelo's kind of asking for it though, because he was poking him on the head yeah, while he was yeah. trying to meditate. Which i will surprised. Bear. Yeah, Raph is meditating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a lowly worm beneath his feet who
1: isn't fit to live on the same planet as him because he's so amazing and I'm a dirt clod <laughs> <laughs> and in the history of the universe <gasps> is he giving he him a wet willy he
0: yeah, it looks like he was about to yeah
1: oh gosh like the turtles 3 film oh, sorry, oh. I should have brought that up, I'm sorry
0: <laughs> turtles 3
1: oh gosh you know we're gonna have to do a green screen on that one day
0: I suppose yeah, yeah. I mean if we did the if we did the Christmas one I mean what else could be worse <laughs>
1: Like I believe the Christmas, Christmas one was slightly worse girl, than the Ninja Turtles 3, uh, film. I know yeah. the costumes were worse.
0: Uh, absolutely, we're gonna yeah.
1: Oh, gosh. Or we'll sit out on a cold roof all night for no reason. What the heck's going on up here? Oh, there he is. <laughs> what are you, playing dress-up? <laughs> no, sir. We're just... Which one <laughs> are you playing dress-up? <laughs> <What? laughs> look, look at his belly button. Oh. He's got an Audi.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I don't like it. Let's go.
1: That's now Raph is gonna stab the old man No. oh yep. uh, okay. Called Raph a spineless it, cream puff Oh
0: no I didn't know you had salad, <laughs> salad oh. tongs <laughs> Salad tongs? <laughs> I'm not gonna take this From some greasy
1: Oh they're, they're the Krang They're taking the, the mutagen to where it needs to be
0: <laughs> I love how they all have the exact same suit
1: I know when I'm done, They can oh. kind of remind me of uh, <laughs> The guys from Matrix Yeah yeah droids! Way to blow our position,
0: Commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> and stay tuned.
1: Now they're shooting. Oh, you—you you finally get the title at the bottom there. Yeah. That took a while. There's some
0: kind Yeah, it did.
1: It's quite different from the uh, 1987 series where you—that's the first thing you see.
0: Yeah, and they usually have uh, the wrong color bandana. The wrong. Right
1: you. <laughs> yeah, yeah or you see Michelangelo with like katanas.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now wait a
1: minute, though. You know, one, one thing that's kind of different is remember when they in the first episode they're attacking the going. Krang. And you know Michelangelo's whooping up on him, hitting him in the face and stuff, and the crank's hardly moving.
0: Yeah, yeah. In
1: this one, you know, he hit him with the nunchuck one time, and the the guy flew like twenty feet.
0: Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like it reminds me of the eighty seven series. I think the first or second episode, when they run into the foot soldiers, they actually seem like they're a big, you know...
1: um, (laughs) Doesn't last long, does it?
0: (laughs) No, no. Even the 2003 series, remember, they fight the purple dragons, and then the foot soldiers show up, and then they're like, oh man, it's a big deal. Right. So, yeah. And then by episode two or three, they're like nothing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're splintered. Love that goatee.
1: Oh, love it. Sensei! He was the angriest, I'll tell you what uh, spurs a, a lot more uh, aggressive in this series too yeah he is which, which I like
0: yeah you know I think the turtles seem younger in this one so he's kind of has to be almost that like a more protective father yeah yeah mission I love that I didn't realize that it, they would say mean things <laughs>
1: This becomes difficult if there is proof of your existence in high definition
0: look <laughs> and, and I hide but instead a love that.
1: <laughs> find him and shake him until the tape pops out. Oh, there's no tape. Video phones use flash memory.
0: <laughs> <laughs> flash memory. I'm <laughs> destructive <laughs> So we already kind
1: of see, you know, that this this is definitely centered around Raf obviously and how sometimes Somebody enemies tend chill. to get in Raf's head and make him uh and provoke him to make, you know, rash decisions that aren't very logical. No
0: problem. Yeah, so uh, Splinter's trying to teach him a lesson, and he surrounds... So Raphael gets surrounded by all the turtles, okay. and they've all got bow and arrows with suction cups on them, <laughs> and tells him, you know, you got to avoid the arrows, so they are all circle around him, and he dodges them, okay? And uh, and now they're telling him, Splinter's saying, you got to insult Raph while they're shooting at him. Right. And they are,
1: you know, from what I remember, they were really brutal here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I do not And you're always whining Poor
1: me Nobody understands me Well you don't understand And Oh You we don't take back once. straight when doing Omote kote giyaku
0: And you're What up. was that yeah. Rob?
1: Omote kote giyatu
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> Stop it Oh you talk
1: so tough But yeah, the turtles are pretty good with a little baby
0: They are I know <laughs> And his diaper changed What's the matter Rob?
1: I'm not glad you're his
0: diaper changed Yeah Oh, I hit him in the head. Oh. Oh, jeez. Oh, Four. Four. Ah,
1: I wish this moment could last forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Forget this. This is stupid.
0: <laughs> He's got a, an arrow on either <laughs> side of his head.
1: <laughs> About ten on his shell. Miniculation is the ability to endure insults with patience and humility. You cannot be a true ninja until you master it.
0: What was that, rap? Mini
1: <laughs> uh Yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's funny. Splinter actually has a flower on his uh, kimono thing. Does he really? Yeah, it's it, it's kind of like dark. It's really broad petals, but it's like a manly flower. It's what call it. <laughs> manly, nice. He can rock it.
1: Oh, they're gonna surround that guy. Try to get that video back. <laughs>
0: frogs, frogs, <laughs> <Fox. laughs> karate frog creatures. Then what do you
1: want, freak? We got off on the wrong foot last night. Some things were This is Raphael well, trying
0: to be civil. Yeah.
1: just like that video back. <laughs>
0: please. What are you <coughs> Oh, he said please. please. Give you for it? Well, I figure I've got you over a
1: barrel, so you've got to make it worth my while. Gosh, she's ugly. Worth
0: while. Yeah, this guy's really <laughs> sleazy.
1: Smash it against the Okay, okay. Here's like the anime <laughs> style. Yeah. Take over. So, what are you looking for?
0: He's got little like heat waves above his head.
1: A cool mill of what? A million dollars.
0: <laughs> I love that Leonardo. <laughs> <laughs> the cool <laughs> mill, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what?
1: Sure, sure. What? Now, what is that? <laughs> I can make serious money off this thing, and if you don't want to pay, I'll hold onto it until someone else does. That's it. And over the course. <laughs> you know, what seems kind of yeah. weird. Like a, a guy like him would have a a real fancy iPhone like that
0: yeah really. yeah
1: like <laughs> I had one hair on in, on the back of his head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one thing that always just impresses me about this series is how well they deal with action scenes oh, and then I know. and the differences between the turtles, like you know, Raphael's got these really bright green eyes.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's also got, like, a. You know, out of all the shells, he's got the worst uh, looking shell. I mean, it's all battle damaged and everything.
0: Authentic battle damage! <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you see a huge, like, gash in it and stuff, and I don't know. Just yeah, kind of, awesome. they all look slightly different.
0: And uh, so the turtles are taking down the Krang, they're just spinning all over, laser bolts are flying everywhere, right. and, <laughs> and, oh, man, Michelangelo, uh, he's, he's just Knocked one of them across the face with his, uh, nunchucks.
1: You know, he's a leader in blue. <laughs> <laughs> Does anything he, it takes to get his ninjas through? Ninjas
0: through, that's right, oh, no, yeah. We're gonna get it one of these days, John. What are you doing? Get back here. So, uh, Raphael spots the, the sleazy guy in the back of the Krang's truck, and he's just marching over there. Yeah, uh, he's gonna he's, have a little talk. While Leo's getting, uh, getting stomped right by one of the Krang. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's already starting to make bad choices.
0: He just, he just left everyone behind because he's uh, he's raging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty awesome, though. He's laying the he's snack on the himself back pretty of the well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He, oh, he shoved a sigh in one of the guns, and it exploded. Oh, and, backfired uh, on him, yeah. yeah.
1: He had, like, the Terminator look going. Like yeah. Half half uh, robot. Let's
0: get out of oh, yeah. That's uh, uh, living tissue over like uh, video, metal skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> the cybernetic Here's organism. our ter- Terminator
1: reference for the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you frogs are not lizards, and we're not frogs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> frogs are not lizards. <laughs> we're not frogs. Oh, Terminator just tossed them out. <laughs> uh, thanks for the help, guys. <laughs> like oh. You can see his, like, two hairs flying in the wind. Yeah. <laughs>
1: This is a place in which is a place that you were not supposed to be. Nice <laughs> going,
0: Oh, I didn't notice that. Did you see that the top of Raph's Shell was cracked too? Yeah, I just saw as he was getting up, yeah. Not only the not only the, the carapace, the under piece, but the um the top was as well.
1: Nice, good detail. How we supposed to find them?
0: You know, I already I already,
1: um, think it's really, to a credit to this series is that already you see every single character established. You know, Mikey's already the funny guy. Uh, Leo's already the really smart guy. Or uh, uh, Donatello's already the really smart guy. Leo's already the leader, you know, kind of, but also kind of self-conscious at the same time. And here is pretty much our Raph episode. And this is only, what, three episodes in? Yeah. So, I mean, that's it's pretty impressive. You don't see that right away from uh, the original cartoon or necessarily is. the 2003 so cartoon. I, t- I
0: cartoon. agree, yeah, you don't if see the differentiation of <gasps> characters. Spike! <laughs> <laughs> the fourth, or the fifth <laughs> turtle.
1: Uh, that's right. Because the fourth, or, uh, wait, wait. Actually, you know who the fifth one was?
0: Uh, Slash? No.
1: no, Venus de Milo from the next Seriously? mutation.
0: Oh, no, 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 we don't <laughs> talk about that. Oh, yeah. That yeah. never happened. She, ne-
1: she never existed. Sensei, <laughs> I'm not in the mood that show the never existed. Spike, chew on your leaf if you're in the mood I love for a story. This. <laughs> <Very well.
0: laughs> Spike is so awesome. Yeah.
1: Spike, chew on your, on your leaf if Isn't you're in the mood for a story. Said... Her name was <laughs> Tang Shen. <laughs> And
0: I was not the this is only cool, one like the comic yeah. book flashback. Yeah, yeah. There was another man competing for her attention. How cool would it have been if they would have actually used their real comic artwork? One day. Oh yeah, dude. I, I think it would have it would have blown my mind. Right, this is right. this is really good, though.
1: It is really good. It's very good. It kind of looks like the IDW comics a little bit. It does, yeah. Yeah, but uh... oh man, they had the original sketch I from I could not let you know issue those one, volume ahead, one. Oh man. I lost my temper, Roku Saki. And over time, our But see, it wasn't a Roku Nagi, remember?
0: Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Nagi was the one, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, remember? Nagi was the Under one, Shredder and then Saki wanted revenge finish. for his brother Nagi. Yeah, that's it, that's yeah. it. Yeah, he's got Wolverine claws there. He does. Or actually, actually, that's and more like Vega from Might Street Fighter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> as long as you don't harm his beautiful face.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't your fault.
1: Shredder insulted you. You, you had no choice. No choice. I Love that could look. Have chosen to yeah. Him. I could have chosen to let his words you see a lot of emotion in in his like face. A, over stone.
0: It looks like I a human hand
1: hands. too. Oh yeah. But it,
0: even his ears—the way his ears move. Yeah, they they
1: move like forward and backward and up no and down.
0: It's really I, expressive. It is. Yeah. Now, Raph actually has a really interesting look on his face here. Yeah. Sort of thoughtful and curious, which is not an expression that Raph normally has.
1: Yeah, good point. You know, and basically Splinter's telling him, look, don't make the same mistake I did.
0: Which is really, a, you know, Splinter doesn't often talk about his own mistakes. No, no.
1: Really no. You know, there's kind of hints all throughout the first season, but he never really goes really out no. and tells you everything. Except like something's possibly, you know, the, no. the very last episode it's of the first season.
0: Happy to help. Let's go! show showdown!
1: That's right. Can't wait to review that one.
0: Yeah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. You kind of just see the silhouette of the turtles going down the fire escape. That's spiders.
0: neat. Yeah, it reminds you of a comic book again. It does, yeah. And now they're in sort of a, a warehouse area with a bunch of boxes and mm-hmm. spider and, spiders. and stuff. Yeah. I lo- look at uh, Michelangelo's oh, face there. He's got, like, little freckles and everything. Yep. He's got freckles on both sides of his cheeks. You know, he's supposed to be, like, yeah. the cute younger brother.
1: Right, right. <laughs> that
0: guy's smacking him. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he raises his hand. Yeah. And I'll <laughs> do it again. Makes him flinch. You should have been, like, two for flinching him. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So where are they? Is this just it's this random warehouse, or is this like the TGRI plant?
0: You know, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't say, but I think this is like the TGRI building. So it looks there's a lot of uh, big tubes with like a neon green sludge in them. Yeah. It looks really kind of sterile and uh, like a laboratory.
1: So the ugly so guy's trying to give the video to the Krang and try to get some money out of it. Also, this is being a good image of
0: Krang. <laughs> <laughs> and Krang thinks that he, he looks pretty cool in the movie. Just, so
1: this is a good image of Krang.
0: That's a pretty good Krang voice. <laughs> yeah, look at Michelangelo. He's got his, his tongue sticking out as he's like pulling the rope to pull this guy out. And the guys arguing with him as they're trying to rescue him. <laughs> they're trying to save him. him. Yeah. Stop. Stop Don't the one stop. Stop. that needs to be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, commercial break, and we're back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the uh, the Krang are just unloading with their uh, their laser guns. The next kind of interesting. Anything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they look like uh, I don't know, almost like a the gel or something over the the metal skeleton. It's like a yeah. blue. Yeah, it's interesting.
1: Got it. Uh oh, Spider on top of his phone.
0: And he touches his phone.
1: Uh-huh. There goes the mutagen.
0: There was a stray shot by one of the Krang that uh, ruptured the mutagen no, container. Look at the place where
1: the thing that makes the noise is. And tell us what <laughs> Look at the place where the thing that makes the noise is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so one of the Krangs just got he walked into the darkness to check out the noise and then got tossed yeah. like 20 so that- feet.
1: he looks like a pokemon to me yeah he does <laughs> he's cool looking I, I like the way he looks
0: a wild spider bites has appeared <laughs> <laughs> so he basically looks he looks like a big ball uh like a kind of a fat ball and then he's got a bunch of legs coming off the top of his head sort of
1: yeah yeah it's not like literally like a spider
0: yeah yeah and then he's, he's got, got like, he's,
1: human arms yeah on the sides
0: He's got, he's, so he's kind of fat. He's got two human arms and then, like, what is it, like four big sort of legs coming yeah. off the top of his head? And so strangely, really he sure
1: looks like the creepy old man.
0: Yeah, he does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love the uh, the glowing, like, spikes from his arms, though.
0: Yeah, those are pretty cool.
1: Or, uh, or, his, or his legs or whatever they are.
0: Yeah. Is that all
1: you got? Almost look like claws.
0: Yeah, the random appendages. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. He just hurled a loogie at Oh, he's got
1: him. acid breath.
0: Yeah, and it went through the floor. <laughs> so he's spitting all kinds of this acid stuff at the turtles and they're trying to dodge it as it melts through the concrete floor
1: right what do you eat man i i don't <laughs> yeah. know Cheese. it's I've had like a hot pepper yeah, it, might, or something.
0: it might be cheese <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looks it like taco bell nacho cheese
1: it does oh got a barrel
0: okay it not too many cheesy gordita crunches <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it seems like he's using the claws on top of his head more as weapons, more so than his regular arms.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's not much you could do with those stubby little things.
0: No, it's like T-Rex We're arms. Yeah. No <laughs> <for> spider bites. <laughs> spider bites. <laughs> We're no match for spider yeah. bites. Any bites? So I
1: thought we get it. He's a spider and he bites. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Michelangelo's so creative.
1: Yeah. He names like seriously. He names like the first twenty monsters
0: in the you know, yeah. This spider, so he's kind of flipping upside down and using the leg things on his head. Yeah. it's He's pretty acrobatic, actually. He is, for a, yeah. For a fat guy.
1: <laughs> still got the voice, though. They still
0: call him frogs, yeah. <laughs> wow. So he's got him backed into a corner. I didn't think
1: this guy could get oh. any ugly.
0: And guess who shows up?
1: It's Raph.
0: With the well, tongs.
1: Yeah, that's wait. right. Hey. It's the Kung Fu Frog with the salad tongs. Hey, it's the stupid.
0: Spider's <laughs> talking trash. Butt Raph kind of deals it back and then dodges yeah. one Lugie Yeah, I love in slow like, motion, oh. that was pretty cool. <laughs> and the spider bites are surrounding the uh, the other turtles with, with the, loogies. the loogies and they uh, yeah it just kind of melts the floor and they fall down.
1: That's right, acid uh, let's loogies. Not fall through, okay? <laughs>
0: Me, it looks like they're standing on sort of a tank of the uh, mutagen.
1: Yeah. Like I was firing the loogies like a machine gun.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like rapid fire.
1: Yeah. You must have a serious sinus problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <salad bar>.
0: <laughs> 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 Whoa, what was that? I don't know, what was that a web he just shot there and yeah, just yeah, swung yeah, down? I hope that's a web. <laughs> 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 yeah. Got some serious indigestion. Yeah, yeah no it's kidding. kind of a yellow, <laughs> a yellow uh, web, yeah. and he he do- he dove down to get to the turtles, and Raph kind of grabbed onto the, the web and wrote it down. Mm.
1: Good shot here too, by the way. Just Raph and Spider Bites alone.
0: You see Raph just kind of take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Yeah.
1: Concentrate. Ignore that mean spider.
0: He kind of looks like he's ready to do the uh, the Matrix where you wave him towards you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That'd be cool if he like you know dodge the, the the loogies you know kind of like uh, Neo dodges bullets.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it almost looked like he was doing one of those uh, kata or whatever, where you know you you like pra- it almost looks like a dance. Oh yeah, of moves. yeah. But uh, yeah, after he kind of collected himself, he he knew exactly what he was gonna do. It was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, Mike kind of, Mikey kind of used his nunchucks and uh, and slid on one of the legs, right, and kicked him in the face. It was pretty cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My phone.
0: You guys are gonna
1: regret. I mean, I- I- his fingers are so fat now. I mean, he- he- there's no way he'd be able to text anyway.
0: Who would want to text that guy?
1: Yeah, no way. Yeah, <laughs> jeez, a creep.
0: I know. So Spider bites just kind of great for him. Jumps from building to building and ran away.
1: Yeah, I was kind of <laughs> hoping he would faint. Yeah, Pokemon style.
0: <laughs> Dude, you need a big Pokeball to catch that guy.
1: Yeah, those like super yeah. ones. Okay, Rapp is all
0: wise and powerful, and, and he's better than me in every possible way. <laughs> I like I was flapping his arms, <laughs> like he's trying to fly.
1: And that's it, man. That one that went by quick.
0: It certainly did. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a
1: fast one. So writers were—I uh, went by so fast, I don't even know.
0: So uh, all right, Josh.
1: So, um, so what do you think of this, man?
0: Well, I think it was a pretty solid episode. You know, it—it was—it uh, didn't—it started off interesting. You don't normally see the turtles interacting with just normal people,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's kind of how this one started. So I thought it was cool, and you know, it, it, it teaches you a lesson about you know anger and dealing with it, and not letting things get under your skin because if you do, it'll cost you in the end. and... I think they did a good job of portraying that lesson in the movie, and uh, I really like Splinter's character in this one.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I agree for all the same uh, reasons you mentioned. I, I think it's, you know, that, that typical, you know, if, if, if you let that stuff roll off your back and stuff and focus, you know, you can get a lot done uh, and be a lot more productive. Uh, and, you know, like you said, uh, what, what Splinter, um, you know, just kind of reveals a couple of things about his past, and he's pretty much saying to Raph, look, don't make the same mistakes I made. And how protective Splinter is in the process too, um, so uh, you know. Again, he—I know it was about Raph, but really, Splinter's my my main character again. So, um, so how about you? Who's your favorite character in this episode?
0: I think my favorite character in this one's probably Raph. Um mm-hmm. Just the journey that you see him taking and as he matures and and learns the lesson, and it kind of reminded me, you know, when uh, when they were fighting and you know, Raph just goes off after the guy in, in the Krang and left his brothers and kind of put the mission at risk. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of, like, a Star Trek episode, you know, where the uh, the captain's emotionally compromised and can't come in anymore, gets taken out of the action, and that sort of happened with Raff.
1: Right. Mr. Spock, you know, so I, I'm too upset. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it just uh, it kind of shows that, you know... You can actually have to leave... You're, you're more of a uh, liability to your team than you are an asset when you can't control your emotions, which I thought was cool.
1: Very, yeah, very true, very true. All right, man, so what would you give this episode rating 1 out of 10?
0: Uh, I'd give it a 7. It was pretty solid.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think I'm with you. You know, it, it wasn't like a huge standout uh, episode to me. You know, I've seen better, it, but it's not a bad episode. There's, there's nothing really major that, t- to me, makes it, uh, like, the perfect episode. But there wasn't anything really negative that I could say about it either. So, you know, it's just a solid episode. So uh, I would give it a 7 as well. Cool. All right. So is that it, man? Are we done? I think it is, yeah. Well, all right, man. Well, Josh, close us out, my man.
0: Well, Turtle fans, thanks for joining us for another episode of Turtle Flakes. Uh, here's ho- here's the hoping that you enjoy your uh, cheesy gordita crunch and sour cream pizza.
1: Mm, oh, sour cream, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. All right, cowbugger
0: dudes. Cowbugger. Let's try it. Intro number four. Take four.
1: So uh So, Josh, you want to start with yours first?
0: Yes. No. <laughs> I'll cover for you, you start? man. <laughs> this is my also... guy. I'm too upset. Die. <laughs> <that> <laughs> oh, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just like Kool Aid, man. Sorry, um, yeah. good news. <laughs>